Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai Eye. 103.8. Hi there, this is Mark Lloyd from Lunch with Lloyd and welcome along to this podcast. We had a very exciting show uh, this week where we went to explore Ripley's Believe It or Not, some of the most unusual exhibits that you can see right here at Global Village for a brand new season. We also checked in with The Real Mood. What's that all about, I hear you ask? Well, he's a very, very cool guy who kind of runs his entrepreneurial businesses along with a career as a rapper. The Real Mood, you'll love his music and we checked in with a very very unique dining experience that sublimotion you're gonna love that so enjoy the podcast and don't forget to join us live weekdays from 11 a.m only on dubai i 103.8 this is dubai i 103.8 you're listening to lunch with lloyd Indeed you are. And next we are heading in the direction of Global Village. And one of my favourite attractions there is Ripley's Believe It or Not. And to tell us more about what we can expect this season, joining us on the show is Victor Danau, who's the Director of Asia Pacific Development and Operations at Ripley Entertainment. Victor, how are you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing awesome. Good afternoon, Mark. Thanks for having me. It's a real pleasure. What a great job you have, eh? Uh, representing uh, Ripley. Just give us a little bit of background for people that haven't come across uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not before, exactly what it represents and what it does. Yeah, absolutely. Well, how much time do I have? We started in 1918. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, we've got about 103 years under our belt at this point. Um, so Robert Ripley was a cartoonist uh, in the in the 1900s. Uh, he became one of the most famous people in the world, and he started collecting uh, artifacts and exhibits. He showcased them in the United States at the Chicago World's Fair. It was highly successful. More than 2 million visitors came. Uh, first permanent museum got set up in uh, 1950 in St. Augustine, Florida. We've been operating it ever since. And here we are today with more than... Uh, 31, believe it or not, auditoriums around the world in 10 countries, including our first one, our first permanent location in the Middle East at Global Village. Amazing. I remember my mum and dad taking me as a kid to a place called Blackpool in the, in the, in the UK. And, uh, we, you know, it had to be going and see Ripley's Believe It or Not. Um, as, as When you're a kid, I mean, some of these things are just amazing uh, to see. Um, so what's on show this year here in Dubai at Global Village? What are, what are some of the standout things that we need to see at Ripley's? Absolutely. So this is actually our third season at Global Village. Yeah. We've got a lot of changes in store. So firstly, we've got more than 50 new exhibits that we've brought in and an entire new gallery called the Chamber of Horrors, <laughs> which <laughs> okay. I'll talk about in a moment. Yeah. Sounds diabolical, but it's it's really not. Um, and then, uh, you know, we've got our marvelous mirror maze. We've made some really neat upgrades to that. There's three new Instagram-worthy rooms. Uh, there's even a, a full fountain in there if you can find your way to it. And then we've added a whole third attraction called Ripley's Moving Theater 4D. And that's a family-friendly, interactive moving theater. You know, your seats move, you're wearing 3D glasses, okay. uh, special effects throughout. And we're running a real nice movie called uh, Happy Family, which is actually based on the characters from the Monster Family, uh, which is in theaters across the UAE right now. So you can mm-hmm. see the movie at the cinema and then come ride the ride the ride the attraction at, at Ripley's. Okay, so that's brand new stuff that you've got, including uh, your uh, horror um, area <laughs> as well. Um, what are some of the most unusual exhibits? You know, I mean, I remember seeing kind of like frogs and toads with two heads and all kinds of weird <laughs> stuff when I was a kid. I mean, uh, what what are some of your favourites that are on show this year? 
Yeah, absolutely. So we, we've, we've got our uh, our five-legged frog who's in the gallery as well. We've got some two-headed calves. Those are things that Ripley's called uh, pranks of nature. So we've definitely got a couple of those. Now, in the Chamber of Horrors, yeah. it, it's still very fit, much family-friendly, but we're taking you on a bit of a darker twist, highlighting... I guess some of the unusual punishments uh, that, you know, humans have come up with throughout the years. So, okay. you know, Mark, if you've got a naughty coworker there at Dubai, okay. or maybe a family member, c- come for a stroll. You might get some inspiration. I'll bring our producer Punam uh, for that. Definitely. There, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> um, but there's some really neat stuff in there. One of my favorites is actually um, the vampire killing kit, which we've, we've brought to Dubai for the first time. This is something that, at the turn of the 19th century, so, you know, like in the 1800s, uh, Americans going to Europe were afraid of running into a vampire, naturally, mm-hmm. right? As, yeah. as you do. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, and so imagine, you know, like you bring a first aid kit with you today, they would bring a vampire kit with them. You know, so it's got okay. everything you need for your encounter. <laughs> some garlic, uh, holy water, a steak, you know, a cross, yeah. a mirror. Right. Um, and so we've got one. We, we've got quite a few in our collection. Some of them are the size of the first aid kit. We actually have one uh, that's, I think, in our Australia auditorium at the moment. It's a full size cabinet. I mean, somebody would have taken this, you know, on their steamer, uh, you know, across the ocean and brought an entire cabinet with them. Wow. It's, uh, it's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. I mean, where do you find all these exhibits? And, and you know, even now in 2021, are you guys at Ripley's in search of, you know, unusual things? It's not all historical stuff, is it? Yeah, no, absolutely. So we've got more than 30,000 exhibits in our collection. They're constantly rotating through the museums. A lot of them were collected by Robert Ripley himself. He, mm. he traveled to 201 countries in his time, which wow. is quite a feat. Um, uh, you know, almost yeah. never by airplane. I think yeah. only once by airplane. Imagine that. Um, however, you know, for the last hundred years, we've been collecting. And, and honestly, you know, these strange things sort of find us. <laughs> we, <laughs> they can see you. A, there's a yeah, there's a gravitational pull in a way. Uh, but if you do have something strange that you'd like to share with us, we're always looking for new, believe it or not, or bions as we call them. So yeah. if you, you know, if you know somebody or you make something or you, you know, you, you've seen something, uh, you know, please write to us at ripleys.com. We've got a, a, a big button on the page, contact us and submit your believe it or not. And we're, we're always purchasing and, and looking for new things to include in our collection. So, I mean, what kind of timeline are we looking at, you know, with a family coming along to Ripley's? Are we going to spend, um, you know, an hour or longer? You know, what, what's the kind of uh, normal visit like? Well, well, it's up to you. I mean, there's so much to do at Global Village, and uh, you know, so we, we don't want to we don't want to take up your entire visit. So, you know, if you've only got ten minutes, come into the mirror maze. You know, if you've got another ten minutes, come and do the moving theater. And you know, for the believe it or not auditorium, uh, you know, you'll 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 have a lot of fun even if you breeze through in thirty minutes. But if you were really to stop and look at everything, I mean, we've got five of uh, Willard Wiggins micro sculptures sculptures. Yeah. These are so tiny. You need a microscope, right? 10 X to be able to look at them. If, if you really look at all the 250 exhibits, I mean, you could easily spend an hour, an hour and a half in there, but um, it's, it's pretty flexible. We've got lots of interactives for the kids to run around and, and touch and, and play with as well. I remember last season um, I was over there at Global Village. You, you had this fantastic, it was kind of like a palace built from toothpicks, which absolutely blew my mind. It really was, you know, a, a real feat. 
Yeah, that we've. Uh, I think the one that we have at Global Village is actually a replica of the U.S. Capitol, made from. I think it's it's more than a million ma- uh, bamboo matchsticks. It's it's yeah. quite incredible. Yeah. I, I mean the the amount of um, creativity that people have never ceases to, to amaze. Robert Ripley said that truth is stranger than fiction, and I, I think we see that every day uh, in, in our in our business as well. Have you got one favorite exhibit that you've come across during your career with Ripley's, uh, Victor? Uh, I mean, it's, it's really <laughs> it's hard a difficult to narrow down. One, I, think I, know. My, I think one of my current favorites um, is an exhibit that uh, he's got a name and he's got a, a, an Instagram account and his name is Haas. And he's actually a human hairball. <laughs> so it was created by a barber. We've, we've purchased this thing a couple of years ago yeah. and we keep adding hair to it. Um, you know, he's got, I think he weighs like 80 pounds or, um, something like that. He's, he's, he's massive. And so he's, he's actually, we're using him for a charity event right now, uh, where, you know, you can donate your hair and and you can donate a little bit of money to, uh, give kids the world, which is part of, uh, they make wishes for kids with terminal illnesses, um, in the central Florida region, you know, kids who want to go to Disney world or Mm -hmm. universal studios or Ripley's down in Florida. And, um, Anyway, Haas is, Big I mean, Haas. If just Google him, Haas the hairball. And he keeps getting bigger and bigger by the sounds of it. Exactly. Yeah, it keeps getting bigger and bigger. We're, uh, we're going to attempt a Guinness World Record uh, coming up next week at the uh, International Association of Amusement Park and Attractions Expo that's being held. Oh, and wow. so hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll get him recognized as the world's largest hairball officially. Amazing. Well, <laughs> all I can say is go and visit Ripley's Believe It or Not at Global Village. It really is fantastic. Fabulous for the whole family. Um, and if people want to know more about Ripley's Victor, um, where do they need to head to? Well, you can either go to our website at ripleys.com and link through, or you can go straight to globalvillage.ae, uh, where you know Global Village is open daily now from 4 p.m. to midnight or to 1 a.m. on Thursdays and Fridays. And yeah. it's, I mean, you know, Mark, it really is one of my favorite places to go visit in Dubai. I mean, I, I love doing all the, you know, the glitzy things downtown, but there's mm. nothing more authentic and delicious than, than going to Global Village. I just can't afford to live there because you know, I'd be like 300 pounds if I worked at Global Village every day. Yeah, Global Village is spectacular. And um, well, uh, Victor, thank you so much for joining us as the Director of Asia Pacific Development at Ripley Entertainment. Have a brilliant day, Victor. And thank you f- uh, so much for joining us on Lunch with Lloyd. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd on Dubai Eye 103.8. Yeah, welcome back to the show, Lunch with Lloyd through 2 o'clock. Now, our next guest, I would label him probably the hardest working guy in the city. I'm surprised we've been able to get him in the studio. <laughs> well, you know, he was a little bit late, and now I forgive him now that I know, I know he runs so many con- uh, companies. Yeah, I feel a bit bad now. We were saying, where is he? Where is he? And he's running five companies. We are joined by entrepreneur and social media star Mahmoud, who is also known as The Real Mood. Uh, I've got to ask you, what's your mood today? Uh, I'm in a pretty good mood. Yeah? Uh, yeah, of course. You that- guys just lit up my mood. So I feel great. <laughs> well, you're looking super cool. And thank, thank you so you. much for joining us um, on the show. So let, let's start with the entrepreneurial side of you before we get into the music. Tell, tell me about what kind of things that you do. So um, I moved back to Dubai in 2014, um, just fresh out of university. And I decided uh, the one thing that I want to do is work for myself and build something of a, of a legacy. So, okay. 
um, jumped into real estate immediately. So one of my companies is called Mood Properties. So it's uh, obviously, you know, where the, the name connection, comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we're a real estate brokerage and property management company. So that's our first one. After selling a lot of properties for developers, I decided, you know what, might as well build ourselves. So built my first building um, just very recently finished in June of this year. Oh, wow. So it's a 10-story, uh, 60 apartments, pure residential. Um, it's called Trigono Developments. The property is called The 50 because this year is the 50th year anniversary for yeah. the UAE. So uh, that's second company. Third is digital media and advertising. It's called Divine Intervention. And I we like take the on, name. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You come up with some good needs, names. Everybody needs a little bit of tr- divine intervention yeah. in their life. So yeah. that's where the name comes from. Um, so, yeah, we deal with a lot of influencers. Uh, we take on a lot of campaigns uh, for F&B companies or corporates that need any advertising. We take care of that. Mm-hmm. Um, then we run two consultancy firms, one that's financial-based and one that's business-based. Uh, the financial-based, we do a lot of the stock, stock market uh, credit, fixed income, research reports for some of the largest banks in the UAE. And wow. the other one does uh, pure business consultancy. So we help startups sort of revamp and form themselves into a successful institution. And you're such a young guy as, as well. I mean, you know, straight out of university yeah, and suddenly you've got five companies. With that motivation as well and entrepreneurship. I yeah. mean, has it always been there? Um, it wasn't there when I was in university, honestly. It <laughs> really? wasn't. I was a free soul in university, but um, I had a very good mentor. I had a very good mentor, uh, my older brother. Um, so he sort of walked me through the mm. path that um, a lot of people don't get the opportunity to have someone around them to sort of guide them. So, yeah, I would definitely credit my, my father and my brother for this. Well, well, brilliant. Hats off to you already. I mean, we don't even have to get to the music. I'm really. exhausted actually listening to what he's just said. <laughs> so tell me about music and uh, how, how big a part of your life it was uh, growing up. So it was my whole life I've been, I've been making music. So back in 2007 when I first started uh, recording music, um, it was out of the, we had a balcony in our house and we decided to sort of close it off and make our own studio. So okay. that was, that was sort of humble beginnings. Then when I moved to Canada, it was really uh, a big part of my life throughout university. Uh, we do a lot of these like for freestyle rap battles and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So that was a part of the culture. Um, after that, when I came here, I got so busy with work. I sort of had to drop the ball on music for a bit. Um, I found something that I was also passionate about, which was my career. And uh, I just knew that there were there was going to be a point where I was at a position where I can stop working and focus on the music. And that's where I'm at right now. Oh, you're a great planner. There's no two ways about that. And I, I, I feel there's a bit of M&M in there somewhere. <laughs> you know, it, it, Have you heard the track? I've heard it. Have you heard it? Uh, a little snippet of it, oh, yeah. Okay. I'm not going to play guessing. it just yet, but... Um, I mean, rappers, you, you mentioned these rap battles that you yeah, used to have. Yeah. There, there was a movie, wasn't there, with Eminem? Yeah, yeah. Was, He's doing yeah, all these rap yeah. battles. So yeah. was he an influence? or Of not? course, definitely. Uh, my whole way to middle school and high school, the whole ride there, yeah. I just have his albums and I just listen to them nonstop. So he was definitely my favorite rapper, my favorite artist. Um, we're talking you you know we we're talking about your music because I know that it's healed you in many ways, right because it's only now that you're embracing it in the past ten years you've written so many songs, and it is the month of mental health for men and awareness, true, yeah. which is November so um tell me about some of the struggles you've had because you sound so successful, you have all these great companies, but what have you been struggling with it, and how has that music helped you um so of course. Not a lot of people like to talk about this, but um, effectively, I came from very humble beginnings. I mean, we were 
uh, five kids in a two-bedroom flat with my parents. Okay. So yeah. we had to move to Canada at a very young age. I moved there when I was about four, four or five months old. So yeah. um, we were back and forth a lot. Um, just growing up and, um, and having to deal with a lot of things at a very young age that maybe typically people my age wouldn't have to deal with. Um, sort of made me grow up a lot faster. Mm-hmm. And I think that definitely has an effect on you at later stages For in your sure. life. Um, also, having to run all these institutions, I mean, it sounds great when you say it to people, but there's a lot of hard work and of course. there's a lot of blood, sweat and tears that goes into this. Um, so having to deal with failures, having to deal with issues in the company, having to deal with obviously uh, relationships that you need to build, whether you like the people or not, Um, it really takes a big toll on you. And the stress, sort of just having the stress or burden of having, let's say, 50 employees that are depending on you to make sure that this works. Because (laughs) at the end of the day, you have a full team of people that are banking that this company grows or succeeds so that they grow Mm. and succeed. Mm. Um, So having that pressure um, just suddenly hit me when I was about 23 years old and started off with panic attacks, which I didn't know at the time was even a thing. Yeah. Like, I've experienced panic attack and I never had one. And it was the scary. I thought you were going to die. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it feels like a heart attack. Yeah. Right. So I was I went to the hospital um, on an, in an ambulance. And when I got there, they said, listen, you're OK. You're just having a panic attack. I was like, a what? Yeah. <laughs> so, it literally feels like you are having a heart attack. It's the weird ex- experience. So once that happened, what started triggering on from there? The thing is, I couldn't figure out what the trigger was. So that was on its own a, a, a weird battle for me to have. And it wouldn't stop. It just kept happening for three years straight wow. after that. How often? Um, basically every day, three, four times oh a day. My oh, my goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then finally decided like a few months after that to obviously go to see a psychiatrist about it, to talk about it. Um, they really got me through it. And to be honest with you, I still get them till this day, but I've learned to sort of control. manage it and control yeah. it internally now. Yeah. You said, you, you know, when you were young, you had to grow up really fast. Yeah. Do you think now that has stood you in good stead now for running your companies? Because as I said, you're still a young guy, you know, to have all, all this going on. Yeah, I mean, uh, it did definitely. Um, I'm the youngest out of five, so the closest sibling to me is six years older than me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it definitely did. But again, um, it's not something that I would take positively or negatively. It's just sort of a situation that I was handed and just had to deal with. But, um, you, you know, as a guy, is it is it easy for you to talk about your mental health? Women were very open with a lot of our feelings. Has that been a struggle? Like um, talking to your friends even? In the beginning it was. Just because I wasn't aware of how many people are going through this. But as I started to talk to more and more people about it, I started realizing everyone's going through it. Right? Yeah, you know, Everyone has something that's weighing them down. And um, especially with panic attacks, like the same shock that you got when I just spoke about it, I realized so many people were going through it and they were silent about it. No one was opening up about it. Everyone was worried. But when they heard me talk about it, it pushed them to sort of take action. Yeah. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. 
Dubai Eye 103.8. Yes, indeed. Welcome back to the show. This is uh, Lunch with Lloyd. We're joined by a fascinating guy by the name of Mahmoud. Uh, he also goes under the moniker of the, the Real Mood. That's uh, when he's uh, rapping and uh, he joins us on the show right now. So, uh, uh, Mahmoud, you've got a, a brand new tune out. It's called Two Moods. Yes, Tell sir. me the story and how you came to write about this. Um, it was a very easy story for me to write about because um, I created a lot of music throughout the years that I was um, in the studio, out of the studio from 2012 to about 2021. And I've recorded over 50 songs, really. Okay. Fully recorded, mastered. Um, I always had this struggle between myself. I wasn't uh, very confident about how the music would sound or how people would react to it. So I always struggled on whether or not I should release it. Yeah. So this is basically <laughs> what the song is about. It's about the conversations I'd have with myself alone at night, three, four in the morning about should I do this? Should I not do it? So, yeah. All right. Let's have a listen then. Two moods. Make it a break we coming up on top. And I'm going to grind, baby, until my heart stops. It's me judging me. But you know IDC and I ain't going nowhere m Make it or break it, we coming up on top And I'm gonna grind, baby, until my heart stops It's me judging me But you know IDC and I ain't going nowhere m It's 3 a.m. and I'm writing all of this down My moment of peace, everyone's sleeping sound My mind's racing, I'm dream chasing I'll probably write this, wake up and then start a racing But no, why would you do that? Everything you do, you always find the cracks Always looking back, asking what if I did that For once in your life, quit doing this crap Keep it down, you're waking everyone up I'll take it to the studio and clean it up Post it everywhere and make sure that we blow it up But maybe I should just take another stab at it Here we go again, you just gotta reflect What is it with you? It's gotta be perfect Nothing That's two moods then. Uh, absolutely loving that. I'm, I'm just imagining, do your employees know that you're a rapper on the side <laughs> as well? <laughs> they do now. Uh, yeah, they do now. No, they yeah, do they now. certainly do. I yeah. mean, do what, they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. 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 Was it a therapy when you were writing that it song? It is. Yeah, it is. Because um, you get to express yourself. You get to deliver a message in a different way. And I think people accept messages a lot easier in music than they do verbally. So Yeah, I what? think all that listening to Eminem has paid yeah, off. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but what, what, would, what would you say to a lot of men who are listening to you? Because James has said he want, he's just text saying he'd love to speak to you. What would you say to men who are struggling with mental health challenges and keep it inside? I mean, um, the worst thing you can do is keep it inside. So <clears throat> what I would say would be definitely um, to speak about it, but speak about it with someone that you trust uh, first and see how it feels to sort of get it off your chest. And if you don't find a solution with your community, then definitely I would recommend seeking professional help. Um, a message coming from uh, a room, a lovely song. I got a teeny sense of Eminem in there. I think, I think we all did. So are there more in the can um, uh, that are going to be coming yeah, up? Yeah, there is. So like I said, I've recorded a lot, uh, but I did uh, recreate... Uh, Four, four tracks, and I'm working on three new ones as well. So, Are you intending to open any more companies or not? Uh, Got to open a music publishing company, <laughs> yeah, surely. Exactly. Like, to be, to be honest with you, um, I, I did that already. So, <laughs> okay. yeah, He's that, done it all, Mark. Yeah, it's in the works. It's in the works, <laughs> yeah. definitely. Uh, all right. Well, plans for the future then? Um, what's, um, uh, what's on the menu for you? Of course, to focus on my music. So I'm going to give it a, a full go. Um, I'm going to, of course, uh, work on content creation as well. I enjoy doing it and starting to reach out to people more about specific topics like the one we were just discussing and mm -hmm. even about creativity, about creation of music, about engaging with other artists. Really, for me, it's 
wanting to create a community within Dubai. Uh, for other artists to understand that we could be a platform on our own. Yeah. We don't need to make it out of the U.S. or something. And like what that. about performing live? Uh, uh, of course, a- definitely in the books. I just think I need uh, a bit more commercial music so people could uh, I think he just to. will build his own club and then he'll perform there. <laughs> no, no, no. I wouldn't do that. No, I just, I just perform at any club. I'm surprised sure. you've not got a fashion uh branch as well or, or is that in the works also? oh it's in the works I'm, look I'll tell you what I'm mind reading he's here, just taking over Dubai let's just let <laughs> um, yeah I think I need to stop I think I need to stop with this company creative. but yeah we just had a meeting with a fashion creative director yesterday actually really yeah Oh, wow. Are you thinking about opening a radio station? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. No, you guys are already doing a great job. So no space Thank you. for me. If people want to follow you and keep up with your music. Yeah. And, and um, so you could follow me on my YouTube channel or my TikTok. It's at The Real Mood. And my Instagram handle is at Mood Official. At The Real Mood. Yes, sir. Lovely. It's been an absolute fabulous conversation. Really enjoyed chatting with you, sir. Amazing. Um, off to another meeting now? Oh, yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great to have you on the show. That's it once again. Uh, the Real Mood. And uh, do check out his songs, Two Moods, and many, many more. This is Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. You certainly are through until two o'clock. Uh, now, one of the uh, coolest and most original restaurant concepts that I've ever seen is coming to the uh, Mandarin Oriental Hotel in Jumeirah. Uh, it's called uh, Sublimotion. And to tell us more about it and what makes it so unique is the general manager of the hotel, uh, Werner Anzinga. Um, a very good afternoon to you, Werner. How are you? Yes, good afternoon. Thank you very much. I'm very well, Lloyd. Much appreciated of having me on the show. It's a pleasure, sir. Now, I mean, to say this is an original concept is, um, you know, not doing it justice. I've been watching a video of, uh, of Sublimotion. Now, this restaurant originated in Ibiza. So why did it choose Dubai for its next home? Yeah, that's a bit of a longer story because uh, I am lucky enough to spend my summers in Mallorca and it was time again to, to treat my wife to a special experience. And so we found about Sublimotion, so we went over to, to Ibiza to experience it. And I was like, this has to come to Dubai. This is the perfect match with Dubai, with the Expo. So we made the decision. We got in contact with the team and Paco. And here we are, one and a half years later, all up and running. I mean, when you think you've seen it all in Dubai, something comes along like this particular restaurant and absolutely blows you away. So what makes it so unique, Werner? This was really, it's really the show of how it all comes together. It's this multi-sensory experience between food, technology, and entertainment. And it's really bringing people together because it's only 12 of you in the capsule. I think that makes it very special. It makes it very intimate. I think we've lost Werner there just for a, a moment. Um, but it, it is really something uh, very, very unusual and, v- and very, very different. Uh, something that you wouldn't see anywhere else in the world. As I said, it's going to be coming to the Mandarin Oriental in Jumeirah. It's called Sublimotion. And uh, it really is a place that um, you don't want to miss out on, let me tell you. Uh, we're trying to get uh, Werner back uh, as we speak. Um, are, are you back with us there, Werner? Um, we, we lost you there for a moment, Werner, but glad that you're back. So tell me what kind of cuisine you're going to be serving in this restaurant. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. We're back now. So obviously, the, the, the brainchild behind the whole concept is Paco Ronquero. And Paco is a two star chef out of Madrid, uh, very, very talented and has a great history in Spain. So obviously, it's a secret how, what the food is, but as he's a two star chef, so you guide it into that direction of, of international wonderful food. 
Now, let, let's talk a little bit more about the entertainment side of things, because I've seen the video of uh, of this uh, uh, sublimotion. You've got, you know, it's almost like lasers going off, then live entertainment. So tell me more about the, you know, the entertainment aspect of this restaurant. Yeah, it's really, it's really the journey of how it all comes together. And I'm very honest, I've done it now twice, and uh, I have two more, three more coming up now. And it's actually the second time I've enjoyed it much more because I was not too busy with my telephone of filming and recording and making pictures of everything because so many things are going on. Yeah. But it's really the journey when you go to the center of the earth and you have great music, somebody dancing, the candles are coming down. And then all of a sudden you're in the middle of an airplane and yeah, the wind is blowing and you have air hostesses serving your food. And then very much my highlight always is at the end when you're actually a DJ and you are in the disco and it's really 70s and 80 music and you are the DJ in that disco, which just makes everybody just feel very special. Tell me about the interior of, of the restaurant and uh, what it's designed like. You said it seats 12 people. It only seats 12 people. And the interior, there is no design as such. So it's, just, it's a white box, basically, with the table and 12 uh, chairs. But it's the technique around it which transforms the the capsule, as we call it, into a completely different experience, be it as a center of the earth. You can be in a jazz club, uh, etc. So it's the transformation yeah. of every single course, which is really so special about it. So it's this evolving journey um, uh, throughout your courses, as you say, and the changing environment. So is it actually up and running? Um, are we able to book um, a table there yet, Werner? Yes, it is. It is. We actually started on the 4th, uh, which is great. So we have been, luckily, uh, been fully booked uh, already since the beginning. Uh, there's only, we're only running till the 4th of February. So I have to warn everybody, we literally have only 2,000 seats left. Uh, there's only two shows well, a day. Yeah. Uh, one starts at 6.30 in the evening, which is pre-tinks. Then you have the experience. And then there's after drinks uh, next to the beach. And the second experience starts at 9 o'clock uh, for 9.30 sit-down. So it comes together in a, in a beautiful, it's really a beautiful evening with, with enjoy it either with your partner, but I truly recommend to bring more people because it is, it is an experience uh, you will not forget. I had, I, as I said, I had hundreds of dinners, but this is the dinner which sticks to me the most <laughs> in my lifetime. It takes you back to Mallorca, I think. It, it totally does. It takes you back to the summertime, but it, it gives you this, this, you know, I think there's one thing, obviously, when you, when you go for dinner or you try to create shared experiences with your friends, I think this is a shared experience with all of your friends you will remember for the rest of your life. And I think that's now with, with the pandemic luckily coming to an end, it's really a time of coming together, experience something together with your friends, with your family which you all can cherish and look forward to. Very good. Uh, in 30 seconds, Werner, uh, if we want a book uh, to come along to Sublimotion, where do we need to head to? Best way is go to sublimotiondubai.com and all information will be presented there to you. Excellent, sir. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Once again, that's Werner Anzinger, who is the uh, general manager of the Mandarin Oriental at Jumeirah, where you can find Sublimotion.